Let's uh, stand and sing our first song. Two, three, four.
So, good morning and welcome. Um, if uh, you don't know who I am, well, it's not my fault. Um, <laughs> but I'm Ray, um, I'm part of the trustees here and one of the deacons. And, uh, oh, it's good to see so many this morning. And that is great. Um, I'll be leading us in worship this morning. And Esther, our community chaplain, will be bringing God's well, I never know what to call you. It's good enough, isn't it? That's good. Um, anybody here for the first time? Anybody visiting? We still give you all the same welcome. Welcome. So there we are. Um, today, Esther has titled this time together as a renewal service. And towards the end of the service, uh, we will have in communion. Uh, the children will be joining us for that. And a chance for fam families to come together and receive the bread and the wine as a family. Um, but before we start today, I've got this wonderful job of uh, welcoming some folk into uh, membership. So I'm going to come down here because it makes it easier for me. I've had vertigo this week and that's, that's really high. I'll tell you that. Um, so if Betty and Paul and Dave and Jenny would like to come up, Hello. <laughs> Come on. God, I, I don't know how this always falls to me, but anyway. I have to welcome you formally into the church by giving you the right hand of fellowship. So I'll do ladies first. Welcome. Neil, Neil would have kissed you, but there you go. You've missed that one, so sorry about that. Welcome. Welcome. And uh, Paul and Betty. Nothing exciting, but it just tells you. Okay, I'm going to pray for them. Let's just come to it. Father God, we thank you that you have sent people to us. We thank you that uh, you have called them to this church and we thank you, Lord, that they want to become members. We pray, Father God, you will find their place in this church, that you will encourage them and that they will enjoy serving you here and so we pray that the lord may bless you and keep you may the lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you may the lord lift his face towards you and give you peace amen thank you that was there we go And as part of our worship, uh, we're going to take up the offering now. And it's a chance for you to turn to people. Perhaps you haven't seen someone for this week. Um, I am so glad that Elspeth is here after her operation because um, it's not nice having something done to your eyes. Um, it really makes you squeamish when somebody says they're going to do something with your eyes. And, and I know, I'll tell you. Um, but also it's good to see... Uh, and I've lost her now, Charlotte and Megan back. They've been poorly, so it's good. So please, take up the offering. Don't feel you have to give. If you haven't come prepared, don't worry. Just let the bag pass you by. But if the stewards would like to take that up and uh, just have a chat with the people near you. 
<clears throat> I'm going to sit down. What's this? Right. They used to come here. She was. The ch she's friendly with Esther. They're married. They. They used to. Um, she was a. Ch she's a youth worker somewhere. Chaplaincy somewhere. She does some. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they've been before. Okay, we settle down now. We're going to uh, enter into a time which I call call to worship. Uh, it's a time for us to focus on Jesus, to focus on him as we come to worship him in song. But it's a chance to just reflect on the goodness of God. So let's just pause. I said I've been um, suffering with vertigo this week. And uh, the best place was when my eyes were shut and laying down. So if you want to do that, but <laughs> the world stopped and it is good to stop sometimes because the busyness of our lives is awful, basically. So we need to take a leaf out of some of, I forgot the name, Esther's preaching about the Sabbath being a day of rest, day of holy. So pause now and just be quiet before the Lord. So as I enter prayer now, I pause to be still, to breathe slowly, to recenter my scattered senses upon the presence of God. Jesus, in this new season, 
we invite you to shape our lives, to set the direction of our year. Lord, we long to hear your voice. We desire to be imitators of your work here on earth. Our desire is that you pour out your Holy Spirit to anoint us. Anoint us with your power and might. Drop your droplets of oil upon us, we pray. Fill us anew today, Lord, we ask. Come, Holy Spirit. Fill our hearts anew. I choose to rejoice in God's glory today, joining in the ancient praise of all God's people from the words of Psalm 119. You're only truly happy when you walk in total integrity, walking in the light of God's word. What joy overwhelms everyone who keeps the ways of God, those who seek him as their heart's passion. There'll never be what's wrong, but will always choose the path of the Lord. God has prescribed the right way to live, obeying his laws with all our hearts. How I long for my life to bring you glory as I follow each and every one of your holy precepts. Then I'll never be ashamed, for I take strength from all your commandments. Amen. I chose that first song because uh, we are living in the days of great darkness and the church really needs to prepare the way of the Lord. We are God's people and we need to shine like that city on a hill to prepare the way of the Lord because we are another year on and another year nearer the Lord's coming. So let's stand and sing uh, a couple of songs and uh, we'll go. So let's stand and sing. Jesus, the only one who could ever say. 
stood there with him and proclaimed his name, the Lord Yahweh. And he passed in front of Moses, proclaiming, the Lord Yahweh, the Lord Yahweh, the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness, maintaining love to thousands and forgiving wickedness, rebellion, and sin. This is God's explanation of his name, Yahweh, and he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Your unchanging is 
just want to speak the name of Jesus. Got a slight technical problem, but that's the song we're going to sing. I think we'll start, if you know the words, just join in. I just 
place it down. good to be quiet for a minute and ponder those words in our hearts. We have a time of prayer now. Our beloved Neil has broken his ankle um, in two places. It's quite a serious, he's torn tendons as well. I won't tell you how he done it. He fell off a railway line. Don't ask, but he did. And so uh, we'll be praying for Linda this morning. <laughs> Let's come before God in prayer. Lord and gracious Heavenly Father, we come to you knowing you are creator God. The great I am, our Lord Jesus promised, that when we ask in his name, our Father will give us. So we pray that this year, that we will know you more clearly. May we love you more dearly and follow you more nearly. I'm going to lift up certain people in prayer, then I will pause and leave space for you to add. So we thank you, Lord, that Charlotte's here today, and Megan, and we pray for them, Lord, because... So far in this season, they have been poorly. So we lift them up to you. We pray, Lord, that you will take the asthma away, that you will help Charlotte with everything. We prayed, Lord, that you will be close to her. We pray, Lord, that she will know you when she's in times of trouble. And we pray for Trevor, still unwell, so we lift him up to you. We thank you for Elspeth, Lord, that she's here today. And we pray, Lord, that that cataract operation will heal very quickly. And then we think of Cat's father, Lord, and we know how that's affecting Cat, and the distance is so great. But we pray, Lord, for peace for Cat. And we pray for Gordon Wright, Lord after going into hospital this week and we just pray for him. Pray, Lord, that uh, the medication that the doctors have prescribed will help him. And then we do lift up Neil before you, Lord. We pray that that pain will go away and we pray, Lord, that you will heal him very rapidly. And we do lift Linda up to you and we know, Lord, and we thank you for Linda's great patience and we pray that she will have wisdom in dealing with him so if you've got anybody else you can refer in the quietness of your heart just lift up people who are in trouble father god we do pray for this week we pray for those who have hospital appointments hospital procedures, uh, doctor's appointments, just be with them, Lord. We know, Lord, that these things cause anxiety. So we pray, Lord, that they will cast off all their fear 
onto you. We think of Danny, Lord, with COVID this morning, and we lift him up to you, Lord. We pray that that COVID will disappear. We pray that he will be well enough to preach here next Sunday. And we think of Alison and the loss of her, of her mum over the past few weeks. So we pray, Lord, you'll be with David and Alison. Lift them up. We thank you for them, Lord. We are blessed to have David here as a, uh, Danny here as a moderator. Just praise you, Lord. And as I say, we pray, Lord, that Danny will get well soon. We lift up Lou to you, Lord. Uh, we thank you that you have called her to be with us. We thank you that she has heard your call and feels that it's right that she will be with them, Lord. Be with Ian and Lou as they leave one church and join another, as they pack up one home and bring it to another. And we pray for Ian, Lord, that he will find a job in this area. So we lift them things up to you, Lord. We pray and now for Esther as she brings your word to us. May we become, may we come before you open-handed, ready to receive your word. And Lord, we thank you for your goodness to us, that you have supplied all our needs, that you are Jehovah Jireh. We thank and praise you, Lord, that we are able to take up an offering this morning. We pray, Lord, that all the money is received into our bank account, that you will use it for the furtherance of your kingdom. Help us to be wise stewards of everything you give to us. So now, Lord, as we come to receive your word, open the eyes of our hearts that we may receive wonderful things from it. Amen. What did I do with my paper and pen? There we are. Let's get that round here. How's that? That work? Yeah. Okay. I'll put that down there. I um, never had the honour of doing a renewal service at the start of the year. I'm slightly terrified, um, so bear with me. Um, Elise had a sleepover last night, six friends. They went to bed at two. Um, I'm, I'm not quite here. But, you know, we're here. Um, I just thought um, the, um, the Lectio 365 app this morning said, God, may you disrupt our plans for this morning. And I, I have plans. But Ray said a line in the reading, um, which was uh, Yahweh moved in front of them. Was that right? And I just went, oh, like, yes. Like, and so I just thought, let's just go. Do you know what, this morning... God, would you move 
in front of us. Just we're gathered and we're here and we know what happens at church and we do the same thing, but God, would you move in front of us? Would you open us mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, God, to experience you this morning in a way that we go, yeah, do you know what? God moved among us this morning. We welcome you, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Move among us today, we ask. Amen. So I thought we could do two things this morning. Karen, tell me if I'm not, if I'm okay, okay. Um, And we're gonna take some time, and I do like it to be a bit interactive, and I am gonna make you work, sorry. Sorry, that hence the pens. But I thought we could do two, three things. The first is we're going to dig into the Bible a bit together because, you know, it is church. And then we're going to do an examine meditation um, individually. And then we're going to consider whether we want to renew vows to God and each other for 2023. So feel free to, there's a bit of paper in front of you. Feel free to like, just leave that for now if you want. Um, we're going to get to it. So um, I do a lot of driving these days. I don't know if you know, but I'm studying with the Northern Baptist College and I have to drive to Leeds regularly. And I wonder if any of you relate to any of these three scenarios. That you're driving the same route that you always drive and you suddenly realize you do not know where you are. You are on autopilot and you wake up as such and you don't recognize the piece of road. Anyone, anyone been there? Yeah, so I drove back from Chester when I was at the Light College on down the A14, ended up on the M11, had to go all the way back up to Colchester and all the way back up because I was just on autopilot and I didn't see, didn't see the signs. Second one is, does anybody have what I want to call momentary blanks when you're driving? In that, um, so I'm like, do I want to go on the M1 north or south? Like, which is it? Which way? I just, for a minute, I've just forgotten. Maybe not. Um, Last one is, do any of you ever drive somewhere or on a train or somewhere you arrive and you actually don't know where you are in the country? So maybe this is just me, but I discovered when I went to Chester that although I was in Chester, I didn't know where Chester was. Like, I just had no framework. So Leeds, people on the course go, where are you from? And I go, where are you from? And they go, I'm from Wakefield. And I go, good for you, because I don't know where that is in relation to Leeds. Um, Maybe it's just me. But I do think sometimes we start the new year, or life happens maybe in some of those ways. Like, maybe we've been on autopilot through 2023. It might be good to see, just for a minute, what road we're on. Sometimes life happens to us, right, rather than we know what we're doing. Have any of you had any momentary blanks in 2022? Or now feels like some kind of junction point in life, but really, do you want the M25 north or south? I really don't know. I don't know where I'm headed. Or maybe you just have literally no clue, even where you are. Like you've arrived somewhere, you're here at the start of 2023, but is it where you intended to be? Do you even know? If I could answer all of those questions, I'd be rich. And for myself, I'd be way more sorted than I actually am. So I don't have all the answers, but I thought we could spend the next half an hour or so using this time to pause and to hear God 
and to hear what God might be saying to our souls and to ask some of those questions for ourselves. So, if you would like to get your Bibles out, or I assume it's going to come up on the screen, we are looking at verses from Jeremiah chapter 6, verse 16, and it says this. It says, stand at the crossroads and look. Ask for the ancient paths where the good way is and walk in it and you will find rest for your souls. Does anyone just go, I want rest for my soul. I really do. Or the message says, go, stand at the crossroads, look around, ask for directions to the old road, the tried and true road, and then take it. Discover the right route for your souls. And so this um, brief bit of history is written by Jeremiah, God's prophet, who is a speaker of insight and truth to the people of Judah. There has been a split. There's always splits, right? Um, All over the place. Church splits, family splits, uh, friendship splits, ideological splits. But this is a split in God's people. And they now have these two kingdoms. And Jeremiah has the grand job of shouting at Judah that they are disobeying God. They are living following idols that are corrupting their sense of right and wrong. And, and we all know, don't we, that what we worship, we become. Yeah. And so God is saying to them, sort it out, people, but they're not listening. And this is destabilizing their kingdom. And eventually, God is going to sort of withdraw his protection and his presence. And the nation of Babylon comes and just takes them into exile, destroys them. And so we find Jeremiah at this point warning and warning and warning. And it's pretty horrible stuff, if any of you ever read Jeremiah. It's not all nice. Uh, But in the middle, we get this verse. Stop right where you are. Look for the old godly ways. This is the uh, the NLT. And walk in it. Travel its path and you will find rest for your souls. Like, sadly, um, if you read Jeremiah, you find that the nation, they don't stop. And they don't look at the ancient paths. And um, it's easy to shake our head at them and to go, for goodness sake, you should have just sorted yourself out. God's been speaking to you. But I do think maybe that's just um, seeing the speck in someone else's eye and not the log in our own, to use Jesus's humorous metaphor. So today, I want to invite us through a process of stopping, standing, looking, listening. Highway code, eat your heart out maybe setting some intentions and thinking what path we want to choose. So I, I love this verse. It's been mulling over in my mind for a month or so. I love that it says, stand, right? Literally, stand, stop, stand still, pause. Like just for a moment, would you stop your frenetic pace of life or doing what you always do because that's what you do? Would you just stop? Because, like, to stand is to be still. But, it, but it's also quite active, isn't it? Like, he's not saying, sit down on the sofa and have a nap, like you need a rest. This is like an active pose, right? So it's like, take posture for a minute, mentally and physically, of stopping and standing. Just be still, but look. And it says, where are you standing? Where are you standing, according to the passage? At the crossroads, yeah. 
And the crossroads in this passage just represent ways of life, different roads, different modes of actions. So it's saying, stop, stand still, adopt this posture of stillness, but active posture, and have a look at this place that where ways of life meet. Where are you? What are you looking at? This is, look, you've, you're standing, you're at crossroads, there's different choices, different routes you can take, but look, it's like, look and see, what on earth is preoccupying your mind and your calendar? Like, you might be listening to me, but you might also be listening to your own internal dialogue of loads of other things. Like, what is preoccupying you? Your phone, the news, your calendar of your next doctor's appointments? Netflix? Are you worried about who is validating your meal choices on Instagram? But God says, look, like, look where you are. And I don't think that's very easy, do you? So any of you any good at just sort of stopping and assessing where you are right now? Like, I don't like it really, but we can't own it unless we stop and see it, can we? Which sucks a little bit. But we are going to do that together in a minute. We're gonna pause and we're gonna have time to look back over 2022 with God, to look where we are now. In the book, The Ignatian Workout, it says this. It says that prayer is so much more than words and thoughts. Have you ever thought about this? That prayer is this embodied thing that we do. It's where we pause with God and we take stock, right, of our racing heart rate, our clenched fists, where our anxiety is sitting in our bodies. Yeah, do your shoulders ache? You're getting headaches. Um, and in that moment, we take stock with God and we own it. We own how it is in the moment. Talk to God about it. We invite God to bring clarity and healing into our thoughts and our bodies. We allow the Spirit to speak and guide and heal in that process of stopping, standing at the crossroads, looking. And then it says, ask for the ancient paths where the good way is. And I wonder if this is where like, Christian contemplation takes a step forward from secular mindfulness, as good as it is, because we take stock, God's asking us, take stock of where you are, pause, look back, look where you are now, acknowledge it, own it. But then we say to God, with God, we ask God, in light of all of this, my looking back, my sensing where I am now, show me the path forward. Like not just any path, but the ancient path. Or a more rounded translation of that is like, it's a sense of the eternal past, like the deep past, the things that have, the ways of God that have always been and always are going to be, the like deeply good, true, right, soul-nurturing path, right? The path of the things of God who was before time and will be. That transcends who we are, but also we find that path based on our personalities, our skills, where we are in life. It's like a simple but profound way of just going, show me how to live with you, Jesus. Like, show me the ancient path, show me how to live with you in 2023. I want to know how to live with you. And so we stand, we look at the crossroads, we ask for the ancient paths, 
And then God says, do you know what? Then walk in it. Now, most of you know me. I'm quite good at asking God for things like that. I could assume the posture of God show me the way all the time because I'm naturally quite introvert and introspective and a bit melancholy and I'm 42, I know it's shocking, so I'm at a bit of a midlife crisis stage so it all converges well into God show me the way Um, but I really don't want to walk in it most of the time. I really don't because that just takes choice and responsibility and intention and listening to God and making space to do what God is asking me to do, um, being accountable for my choices. And I love to blame other people, especially God, rather than take responsibility for myself. But when I read this, there's like a promise here, I think, of transformation because God says, stand. Look at the crossroads, ask which way to go, walk in it, and then what does it say? You will find rest for your souls. And I like it's not like then you will know the right thing to do. It's like then you will find rest. And, and for the Jewish tradition, I believe like this is resonant of like what Sabbath is about. So we talk about taking Sabbath on a Sunday. Sabbath wasn't just a day off. people like I'm just not going to do any work today it's like a foretaste of heaven at that point when we are going to just rest knowing who God is and who we are it's going to be soul healing I haven't labeled my paper so I keep getting confused and so God's saying do you know what you'll find rest on this path and sometimes I think we think that means that we won't have any stress like if I find the right path then 2023 is going to be great like it's going to be a perfect year and I can't wait for how it's going to go but I really don't think it's saying that I wish it was I really do but I think it's saying we're going to have those general stresses of life right those times when life requires so much more than we want to give when the pain of it and the disappointment of it is massive, when it's so hard just to pull ourselves out of bed, right? This this is life, and this isn't a cure to life. I, I see it as a way of navigating life with God, a posture where we keep seeking to shape our life so that we are aware of God with us, where with God we're increasingly honest, where we're prepared to learn, where we look and we see God with us in the great moments and in the truly rubbish ones, where we know that God's with us in the present and we choose to let God take us by the hand on the path that will not be easy, but will be a place of deep rest. Like we'll know that we're not alone. We'll know that we're valued. We'll know that we're forgiven. We'll know that we're transformed. We're given permission to be and not to always do, where we have a sense of God's guidance into green pastures and quiet waters, where we're part of bringing that kingdom of deep knowing of God to other people. I want me some of that for 2023. Does anybody else? Yes. So I'm going to give us time Not much time, but I'm going to invite you to start a process this morning of standing, you don't have to stand, of looking, of considering the ancient path. 
Um, we're going to do this together. This is, this is not, we're not going to be able to do a complete process of this today. If you think that in eight minutes or so, you're going to be able to do a thorough review of your last year and mentally and physically process all of it with God and then hear from God for the future, I'm really sorry. <laughs> That's not going to happen. But I'm going to suggest we start it and that if you feel it's useful, you carry it on at home at some point. So um, we're going to do this process of examine, which is an ancient Ignatian practice of finding God in life. And so Pete Gregg from 24-7 Prayer on Instagram has suggested this as one way of doing it. So the first is replaying the year. So you've got a bit of paper or you can do it at home. First thing to do is to go, God, help me just walk through last year. That's not my, that might not be easy. Help me to identify the key points, the high points, the low points. Um, wait, don't do it yet. Wait, eager. And he suggests maybe write it, maybe draw it, maybe scrapbook it, doodle it, whatever you want to do. Write down the feelings that come to mind, like own last year with God. What was it like? What happened? The second part is rejoice, right? The second part is what was good? Let's like dig into what was good and go, God, I'm so thankful for that. That was so good. I want more of that. Thank you. The third section is repent. And this is just, I think, where we own it for ourselves. Yeah. Where was it actually my fault? Where did I actually get it wrong? Where was my attitude wrong? Where did I act badly? Where do I need to receive God's grace? And it might also be in this section where we lament like a really deep Christian Jewish practice of bringing our pain to God and going, this was so bad last year. I need to tell you again, God. And then the third section is to reboot. And this section, we're going to have two parts. So I'm going to let you do a little bit on your own and then we're going to do something together. But the first is, is we just might say... God, I've, I've looked back, I've stopped, I've looked, I've looked at maybe what was good, I've looked at what wasn't, I want to hear your voice in all of it. This is where I am now and I want to I step forward with you. What is it that you want me to take from last year into this year? Is it something I need to let go of? Are there things I need to take with me? Are there things you're asking me to do, God, or are there things I need to stop doing? I want to encourage you in this, please don't do things like, I'm now going to read like half a book of the Bible every day of the week because I really know I need to get into my Bible because like by next week you won't have done it, you just won't. But maybe this is about, God, what is the sense of something that you're saying to me? And um, Bill pointed out to me that St. Augustine had a a method where he just said, based on what you've reflected on, what, write down a sentence that you want to say to God right now. What would that sentence be? Honest. What would it be? So I'm going to give us a few minutes, not long, just to start this. On your own, you might want to do it with your partner, your spouse, your friend. You might want to do it on your own. But I'm just going to say, Holy Spirit of God, in this moment we want to hear from you. Please come now into the joy and the sorrows of the last year. And where we are now, would you speak to us? Would you enable us to stop, 
to look, to see, and to sense what it looks like to walk the ancient path with you for this year. Amen. I'm going to give you a few minutes. Enjoy. Okay, so the children and young people are coming in to join us for this part. So can anybody here remember for the final section of our reboot, right? So we've replayed, we've reviewed, replayed, we've um, rejoiced, we've repented, now we're rebooting. Can anyone remember our church's vision statement? Go. <laughs> totally, totally committed to God. Empowered by the Holy Spirit. Introducing people to Jesus. Okay, so um, it's really good that you know it really well. <laughs> so what I want us to do with the children and the young people as well is part of moving into this year on the ancient path is, is had you ever thought that those three statements that we have for a church are not just intellectual things that we go, that's nice, committed to God, yes, lovely, but actually that informs the way we live our life, right? Like if we're signing up to that, had you ever thought that if you're part of London Road, you're part of a church where we're saying, I want to be really committed to God and I want to know what it means to be empowered by the Holy Spirit and I want to be introducing people to Jesus. And that has a lot to do with how we shape our lives, right? Does that make sense? Yeah, it's not just intellectually, that's lovely. It's like, well, what do I do about that, right? What might it look like if you are at school? Who's at school? Anyone? Not right now, obviously. Who goes to school? Who goes to college? Who has a job? Who volunteers somewhere? Who is retired? Who? Oh, it's good. And we may want to do, some of us are parents. Some of us, who still gets told what to do a lot by their mum and dad? <laughs> Alicia does. I feel like there's a conversation there, Mel. <laughs> some of us are really healthy. Our bodies work really well. Some of us, our minds cause us problems. or our, Like, our bodies don't work as well as they used to. Some of us find now that actually we can't get out much like life has shifted but my question is we're still all called to stop and look and go god what does it look like to follow you this year so the question is what does it look like for you or for me at my stage of life to be committed to god this year to want to be empowered by the spirit yeah what does it look like for me to want to introduce people to jesus and I really want to say this is not a guilt trip, right? This is not, you need to be doing more and working harder, do more for God and all of this. But I think the question is, like, what would it look like to make space? What would it look like to make space so that you can know God more this year? So that you can experience the Spirit and be motivated and empowered by the Spirit? What would it look like so that you could introduce people to Jesus. I was going to give a load of examples, but I don't really have time for that. But I want to say, like, I've done this process for myself over the past few months, look, stopping, looking back, looking forward. I realized that last year I didn't have enough fun. 
and I mean that in all seriousness. So this year, in order to love God more and to introduce people to Jesus and to be empowered by the Spirit, I need to have a bit more fun. I need to like hang out with some people and have a good time. Charlotte's nodding, going, yeah, you do. Um, also, I need to have Sabbath. I really need to have a day off or I'm gonna go mad. I really do. And also, I want to be empowered by the Spirit for my friends. And so God said to me, do you know what? Like, I've got into a rhythm of reading the Bible last year, but I don't pray very well. I don't pray for my friends very well. So what does that look like? So that helps you understand for me, but for you, it would look really differently. Yeah, if you're at school, what does it look like to say, God, help me? help me to introduce my friends to you? What does it look like to go, do you know, I'm a teenager, but I really want to know God more, so maybe I'm going to ask Jen for some help with that. Like, what does that look like? Maybe you're retired, and you're just like, we, don't get, we can't get out. My health is bad, but what does it look like for you? So, I'm going to ask you whether you would like to recommit to this way of life as an individual and as community for this year. You are gonna to need to work out what that looks like, but this is a service to renew. Renew our commitment to Jesus, who loves us, who empowers us, to each other, and to going, do you know what, this year I want to shape my life so I can make space for God, yeah? So I'm going to invite you to stand up, please, if you can. If you can't, that doesn't matter. You can internally stand up. I'm going, if I'd been more organized, Malcolm would say I didn't use my time well. Um, I would have this on the screen, but I don't. But I'm going to say a line, and I'm going to invite you to repeat it after me. Okay, and you may not want to. If you do not want to, please don't do it. That's just pointless, right? Don't do it. Um, if you are wanting to, but you're like, do you know what? Life is complicated. Just give God what you have. Yeah, it's just what you have right now. But I'm going to invite you to say with me an intention to shape life to make space for God as individuals and as a proper, weird, fun community that we are here, right? Yeah, a good group of people. So here we go. Repeat after me if you would like to. Creator God, risen Jesus, Holy Spirit. Creator God, risen Jesus, Holy Spirit. I want to renew my commitment to you for 2023. I want to renew my commitment to you for 2023. I say now that I would love to draw closer to you this year. That I would love to draw closer to you this year. Please help me make space for you. I would love to be more empowered by your spirit. Please help me to make space for you. 
I would love to be able to share who you are with other people. Please help me make space for you. I intend to shape my life. I intend to shape my life around these intentions. Please show me what this looks like for me. Please show me what this looks like in community. And all together we say, Amen. Fabulous. So all who repeated that, let's do this journey together with honesty, with vulnerability. And what we're going to do is we're going to have a song and you each have a post-it note. If it helps you, it might not. But if you are an active person and intellectually saying things is not enough, write your name on it and come and put it at the foot of the cross. The children have done that with their jars, which is fabulous. If you would like to during this song, and then we're going to close with a time of communion. So if you prayed that and you said those things, this song is appropriate. So let's stand and sing it from the heart. God in my living, there in my breathing, God in my waking, God in my sleeping, God in my resting, there in my working, God in my thinking, God in my speaking, be my Everything be my everything, be my everything, be my everything. God in my hoping, there in my dreaming, God in my watching, God in my waiting, God in my love. Christ in me, Christ in me, the hope of glory. 
So as part of our renewing to God and to each other, we're going to share communion together because it's all about Jesus, right? It's all about who Jesus is, what Jesus has done for us, and the invitation to be part of God's kingdom. I understand some of you might be edgy because it's 10 to 12. We are just going to go with this. If you need to leave, that's fine, but we're going to go with it anyway. So you can stay standing or you can sit. But Jesus said, listen, I am standing at the door, like the door of your life, the door of the year, and knocking. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in to you to eat with you and you with me. So we come to this table now, come not because you must, but because you may. Not because you are strong going into 2023, but maybe because you feel weak. Come not because of any goodness of your own that gives you the right to be here, but because you know that you need mercy and you need help, right? Come because you love the Lord a little and you would love to love him more. It's about being honest. Come because he loved you and he gave himself for you. Come and meet the risen Christ, for we are his body. And so the Apostle Paul tells us that he received this from the Lord and he hands it on to us, that, on the, that the Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, he took the bread and when he'd given thanks, he broke it and he said, this is my body, I have broken it for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup. And after supper, he said, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat the bread and you drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. And I think today, what that means for us is we're saying this is an embodied act. It's not just our intellect as we go into the next year, but we physically eat and we physically drink to say, Jesus, Holy Spirit, we want to remember you and we want to take you with us. So what we're going to do is we're going to have four stations along the front. And we're going to just have a time of worship playing and when you feel you want to, this is different than we normally do, but it's what we, we do for our renewal services, come up to receive the bread and the wine. If you'd like to be prayed for at the same time, please do. Feel free to bring your children up with you. And we're going to give this time now to physically remember, give thanks and renew. Okay. So those that are from the leadership team, you come forward. This moment is holy, and I hear you calling. I turn face toward you, and my heart is open. You're always pursuing, and my life surrender. Okay, so we have Ray and Anna over there, John and Mel over here, 
Bill and Di over there and Fox and Phyllis at the back. I just encourage you to pray and when you feel ready to go up, if you need it brought to you, just let somebody know and we can do that. Okay. Let it be, let it be worship. You're the only one, only one worth it. Nothing is like you, there's no one beside you. Only you're worthy, you're worthy. So let it be, let it be worship. You're the only one, only one worth it. Nothing is like you, there's no
Before you all go, I would just like to pray a blessing over us all. So, just some people are still being served, but others need to go. But let's just pray. Now, may the God of peace, who brought you up from the dead, our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, and ratified an eternal covenant with his blood, may equip you with all you need for doing his will. May he produce in you through the power of Jesus Christ, every good thing that is pleasing to him. All glory to him forever and ever. Amen. You may depart in peace.